يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال جل وعز يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون لا يستوي أصحاب النار وأصحاب الجنة أصحاب الجنة هم الفائزون جعلني الله وإياكم من عباده المتقين الفائزين الذاكرين آمين اللهم آمين All you who believe do not let death approach you all in the state of taqwa only in the state of piety and righteousness ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us all amongst the muttaqeen Amin Allahumma Amin Beloved brothers and respected sisters We begin by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept Our salah and our siyam Our duas, our adhkar, our remembrance Our righteous deeds and generous givings in this blessed month of Ramadan we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those whom are showered with His mercy, blessed with His forgiveness, among those whom have received full acceptance in this blessed month of His. Ameen, Allahumma, Ameen. As you know, brothers and sisters, Ramadan has come to an end. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds you and I of this cycle of life how this dunya works in a surah that you and I are asked to recite every Friday a message that is very clear for those who contemplate it allows you to understand what this life is all about it allows you to question yourself one more time it allows you to sit and reflect and to revisit key issues in your life, my life, our family life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا كَمَا إِنْ أَنزَلَّاهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَاخْتَلَطَ بِهِ نَبَاتُ الْأَرْضِ فَأَصْبَحَ هَشِيمًا تَدْرُوهُ الْرِيَاحِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُقْتَدِرًا الْمَالُ وَالْبَنُونَ زِينَةُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا والباقيات الصالحات خير عند ربك ثوابا وخير أملا. Where Allah subhanahu wa taala speaks about this life and gives you a very clear example that which you and I can relate to that this dunya is like you and I as we experience drought and we ask Allah subhanahu wa taala for rain and rain begins to descend. And you begin to live to see this beautiful landscape, this beautiful land and everything is green, thinking that something like this can never die. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about moments later, when he or she have come to a conclusion that this is it, and suddenly it all comes to an end. Everything dries up, and the plants begin to die. This is when the winter kicks in. This is when people begin to experience a drought, the lack of rain. And subhanAllah, everything that you had in mind and everything that you and I could have ever imagined has come to an end. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds you and I of this reality. And I feel that since this is a topic that is not commonly spoke about, people have failed to come to realize what dunya is all about since you and I are truly occupied by this world. Truly occupied by the fruits of our efforts. Truly occupied with trying to achieve success and building a reputation and a strong name that people would remember. A legacy that will be spoken about. A person whom people admire. And the Prophet ﷺ simplified this process. In a few words, and subhanAllah, every time the Prophet ﷺ spoke about dunya, it was short, sweet, brief, straight to the point. He does not want you and I to get distracted in the midst of the hadith where you have a one-page hadith straight to the point. Almost every hadith, almost every hadith, the majority of the hadith that speak about dunya are no longer than three lines. Two to three lines. Straight to the point where you and I could remember those ahadith. We can reflect upon those ahadith. The Prophet said, Mali walid dunya. Innama mathali wal dunya. Karakibin istadalla tahta shajarah. Thumma qama warah. The Prophet speaks about dunya and says, What do I have to do with dunya? The example of me and dunya is like a traveler that decided to sleep under a tree, to enjoy its shade, to relax, to take a break, and then he or she decide to proceed and to move on with their traveling. And the Prophet summarizes dunya to five to ten minutes, to fifteen minutes, to an hour where you and I Maybe stopping in a rest area as we travel. We don't have the intention of remaining in that location. None of us plans their future as they stop in a rest area. Okay, how can I build here? How can I stop here? How can I build a future for my kids here? It is very quick. It's a quick process knowing that we're going to move from one location to another. Knowing that this is just a stop to reflect, to relax, to purchase a few items, to assist my family, to see if they need anything, and then to move on. And the Prophet ﷺ, in a long list of hadith, explains, brothers and sisters, something that I feel is very important to understand. He says, peace be upon him, مَنْ أَحَبَّ دُنْيَاهِ أَضَرَّ بِآخِرَتِهِ The Prophet ﷺ said, Anyone that is truly attached to their dunya, where he or she have clearly declared their love, they are willing to work for it, sacrifice their life for it, their family life, their health, oppress others, sacrifice people in the process, take things from others. Anyone that has that understanding of dunya, because when you love someone, you're willing to sacrifice more for them. You're willing to put more on the line for them. The Prophet ﷺ makes it very clear that a person that is attached to dunya will clearly harm their akhirah. Love. Because love sometimes is something that you can no longer control. It goes out of hand. And then he says And a person that finds himself or herself attached to akhirah will clearly harm their dunya. 
How many business opportunities would these people receive and they decline and they reject these business opportunities knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold them accountable? How many people were given an avenue but this avenue leads to haram? But of course in the process you, you, you gain a lot of wealth and you gain a lot of success and people fail in that test. But the Prophet sallallahu is saying a person that lives for akhirah is a person that will truly harm their dunya relationship. Their connection with dunya. They're going to let go a few business opportunities which they felt were doubtful. That which would break their communities. They would put all of that aside for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu here is saying harming their dunya in their understanding but of course, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what success is all about. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa then ends this hadith by saying, فَآثِرُوا مَا يَبْقَى عَلَى مَا يَفْنَى Make sure that your priority is in something that will always last. That which is dear and precious in the sight of Allah, than something that would just come for moments and then depart and leave. Beloved brothers and respected sisters, of course, the topic of dunya is very long. But I would like to mention five points, which I find are very important where these five points allow you to examine yourself and to see if you and I are attached, if we're in control, where do we stand? And I do feel that these five points, brothers and sisters, are supported with Qur'an and Sunnah. Again, this is putting yourself to the test. Analyzing by yourself, holding yourself accountable since Ramadan is coming to an end. And this is where you hold a serious conversation between you and yourself. That when is dunya harmful? How can I know that I have been harmed by this dunya that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam has clearly warned us from in many ahadith where he sallallahu alayhi wasallam was given the option to receive the kingdom of this dunya, to receive power and he declined and he rejects and he prefers to remain as a humble servant, prophet of Allah, than becoming a strong, powerful king that will move on with his message. He understood the reality of dunya, that it wasn't worth it. When has dunya become harmful? When is dunya cursed? As he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, dunya mal'una. How can he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, create something for you and I and then curse it? How can Allah create us in this world knowing the khayr and knowing the goodness that you and I have? That you are the khalifa of Allah, you represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then He creates you and puts you into something and puts you somewhere in a location that He dislikes. It doesn't make any sense. But when does dunya become mal'una? Number one, dunya is cursed. When you lose your purpose. When you lose your purpose in life, this is when dunya is mal'una. When you no longer know why you're here. When you no longer know the purpose of life. When you no longer know why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you what He has given you. أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ do you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you with no purpose? Look at yourself and the tools that Allah has given you to discover who He is. Your intellect, your eyes, your sight, your ears, 
your hands, your feet, the way you walk, the way you act, your participation, your moving. All of that leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this dunya is cursed, brothers and sisters, if this individual loses his or her purpose in life. Forgetting the fact that he or she will return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A day will come where we return back to him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask you and I for everything in every moment that you and I lived in this life. So the first sign, brothers and sisters, that this person has been fooled by dunya is when he or she lose their purpose in life. The second point, that this dunya is cursed and this person have failed the test. If this dunya leads to a distraction where this person no longer remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has gave us a beautiful example that you and I could relate to. That if a person sleeps at night and the last thing he or she think about is dunya. And the first thing they reflect on the moment they wake up is dunya. Shattatallahu shamla. His affairs will never put, be put together. He will never be able to solve his problems. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow him to find himself, brothers and sisters, dependent on others. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is no longer there. And once you find yourself depending on others, there is no way out. It will always lead to failure. You will always find yourself in a difficult position. And the Prophet ﷺ was told and the Sahaba were told, فَأَعْرِضْ عَمَّنْ تَوَلَّ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَلَمْ يُرِدْ إِلَّا الْحَيَاةَ That refrain from that person that is only seeking dunya. That person is very dangerous. A person that only speaks about dunya and your presence and forgets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and forgets the purpose of His creation and doesn't remind you of dhikr and it doesn't remind you of becoming a better person. That's not the person that we want to be around. And the Prophet ﷺ in many ahadith and in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about dunya and how dunya fools this person, brothers and sisters, where he or she are so occupied by it, where it overtakes their heart, where he or she are free in the sight of people, but in reality they're slaves, enslaved by it, they're abid to this dunya. So if dunya has caused this neglectfulness, where you and I do not sit and reflect once a day, twice a day, with the prayers that we have, and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and thank Him for the blessings that He has bestowed on us. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our families, and our communities, and our success, and everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. If a person loses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the process, then he or she have lost everything. The third point, brothers and sisters, which I find is very important, that when does dunya become a dunya that is cursed? إِذَا جَرَّتْ إِلَى مَعْصِيَةٍ وَسَخَّرَ الْإِنسَانُ هَذِهِ الدُّنْيَا لِمَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ فَهِيَ مَلْعُونَةٍ If a person continues to use this dunya as a means of sin, then this dunya is cursed. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you dunya, and you have utilized this dunya to serve Allah and to serve His people and to serve His creation, that indeed you have succeeded. If this dunya that you and I are living in is used, is used into doing that which displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this dunya is cursed. And your understanding of dunya is wrong. 
If you're utilizing your money to purchase that which is haram, this dunya is cursed. If you're utilizing your money in gambling and purchasing things that which you clearly know that this is prohibited in haram and the Prophet has spoken about it, then this dunya is cursed. So to reflect and to sit and to ask yourself, and I ask myself, what am I using this dunya for? When did I take that which Allah has given me and put it in a place that pleases Him? With no doubt whatsoever that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy for this giving, happy with my participation, happy with my involvement, knowing that this leads to His maghfirah. It may be a car that a person may purchase with the wrong intentions, that he or she may go out and do certain things. And this is when dunya is mal'una. If a person buys a building, with wrong intentions, that this dunya is mal'una. If a person, brothers and sisters, again with the long list of things that a person may do, or anything that may come to mind, if it is used, brothers and sisters, to find yourself doing wrong, finding yourself going Allah, against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this dunya is mal'una. الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على النبي المصطفى محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله الطاهرين وبعد. Beloved brothers and respected sisters, the fourth point is that if dunya led to division and hatred and animosity breaking communities, then dunya is ملعونة. والله دنيا is so powerful. Dunya, brothers and sisters, for those whom have not yet prepared for it and have not yet realized that dunya is challenging and dealing with dunya is jihad. Dealing with dunya is jihad. Dunya continues to throw its challenges one after another. It allows you to look at a better side every time you look at it. It allows you to occupy yourself and to destroy yourself in the process. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Brothers and sisters. And this is a beautiful hadith the Sahaba speak about Isa. It's an athar. That Isa alayhi salatu wasalam was approached by an individual. And these individuals were asking Isa alayhi salatu wasalam to make dua. To make dua. And he alayhi salatu wasalam makes dua. It's a very long hadith, but I'm summarizing the hadith, the athar. And he makes dua for these individuals. And then they go back. And they take the gold that Isa alayhi salatu wasalam has given them. They're so happy. And in the process, brothers and sisters, there were three people, three individuals. So they ask one of the three to go to the city and to purchase some food. They were afraid to go into the city with all this money. And that person, brothers and sisters, goes and he purchases some food and he comes back and as he was purchasing that food the two were plotting against him 
He said, why not? Why split the money to three? One third, one third, one third. Why not kill that person and share the wealth? We both take half. We both take half. And they prepare and they decide to kill that person. So when he arrives and he provides them with the food and he provides them with the service, they go and they kill him. Now they're so happy that it's only the both of them and they're in agreement that we're going to split the money in half. Not knowing that the person has already prepared to kill both of them. For he has poisoned the food. And they consume the food and they die. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam passes by and said, dunya. This is what dunya does with its people. People just fighting against one another, plotting against one another. If dunya has led us to that, then dunya is mal'una. The last point, brothers and sisters, and I end my khutbah, that if dunya has distracted you from your family, then you are in complete loss. I am in complete loss. How many people work so hard, brothers and sisters, for all of these years, wanting to build a future for their children, and the same children that they have worked for, the same children that they have sacrificed for, were their children, were the children that caused the stress, that caused the pain. And of course, which may lead to a disease and sicknesses and illnesses. I feel, brothers and sisters, that many people in our masajid, especially in wealthy communities, have truly been occupied by dunya and neglected their children and their families in the process. People no longer have the time to spend with their children. People no longer know what they're doing in life. How can dunya bring happiness to you and I and we're losing people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us responsible for and will question us for on the day of judgment. You go to school and you continue your life and you move on hoping that a day will come where you get your children married and you give them, that, you give them the money and you assist them and you buy them that car to succeed in their school but they lose their iman in the process. How many time do we spend with our children? Where brothers and sisters, parents, fathers, mothers are so distracted working during the weekdays and out with friends during the weekends or on the phone or chatting or azayim and have no time to sit with their children. How many parents, brothers and sisters, were so busy in that life a period where their children were struggling? 10 to 15, 17, 18, and then the parents come and try to sit with their children, but their children are now no longer willing to communicate. Their children have secrets that they can no longer speak about. They don't want their parents to be involved. Their parents were not there to begin with. The Prophet ﷺ and his Sahaba, part of our Sunnah, to have family meals. Forget about statistics that speak about that. And there are studies and statistics that speak about a family that is together and unified and eat together and eat dinner every night. And the effect that that has on that family. A father that comes from work, overworking, overworking. And their intention is for their children, but that doesn't justify anything. 
It doesn't justify anything, brothers and sisters. It doesn't justify your lack of participation. How many children that I speak with and youth that I address and I sit with, and they complain about their parents that they have no access to them. Parents that are truly occupied, is it worth it? It's a very simple question. Is sacrificing your children in the process worth the success that you have obtained? If it's yes, then we are truly losers. If it's yes, then we have failed the test. If it's yes, then we have lost dunya and akhirah. If it's yes, then Allah will hold us accountable. If it's no, then wake up. If it's no, then I must realize that I have a responsibility. If it's yes, then I have to get up and plan for my family. Where my family becomes my priority, not my dunya, not my lectures, not my money, not my businesses. All of that is worthless. Because brothers and sisters, halaluhu hisabun wa haramuhu iqab. If it's halal, then you and I will be held accountable for. If it's haram, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish us for. Brothers and sisters, this is a wake-up call for money. A wake-up call for many of us, including myself, to realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us here for a reason, and there are certain people around us that I have to watch out for and take care of. And to realize that these are the people, brothers and sisters, that would either make dua for me and against me. Wallahi, brothers and sisters, Wallah. And Allah is my witness on this member. I have sat down with children distributing inheritance. And in that gathering, they were making dua against their father. What did he leave us? He didn't do anything for us. And wallahi, what they were collecting from their father was millions of dollars. The number was so high, I couldn't even do it myself. I had to bring in a businessman and a lawyer because it was too hard. All of that wealth, and wallahi, they were praying against their father. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? He was never with us to begin with. He did it for his own personal reasons. He did it for this, he did it for dunya. He did it for fame and he got it. Is it worth it? Children that are 13, 14 involved in drugs? Our children are involved in drugs? In haram relationships? Premarital sex? In a long list of issues that our children are facing? Your children going to bed early? My children? Where children just go in early and they have, they have their phones and their gadgets and they're just participating in haram and the parents are downstairs watching the news or going to sleep early. Why? Because they have work the next day. Brothers and sisters, this is a wake-up call for you and I to realize that wallahi dunya is not worth it. How many people had the goal? We just had brother Yahya that just passed away. A person that didn't have much, but people came up and showed love and prayed on his soul. Wallahi, brothers and sisters, a person leaves dunya with nothing and doesn't have much is truly a person that would know how to respond back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he or she focused on that which is important. And another person that received a lot of blessings and utilized his time 
And his effort in that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even greater than that person because he or she had the means and the tools to go wrong. <coughs> Ramadan, brothers and sisters, has departed for a reason and days depart and leave for you and I to reflect and to contemplate and to realize what's important in life. A month passed away very quick, brothers and sisters, just to give us that realization and that understanding. The end of your journey is in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those whom realize what dunya is all about and come to this realization. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those whom use dunya as a means to akhirah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those whom succeed in this test, this test of dunya, the trials of dunya. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not make us among those whom have forgotten him in the process, neglected his commands. Ameen Allahumma Ameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring our communities together, to bring our family together. To not make us among those who stand in the presence of Allah and have lost their family in the process. Ameen Allahumma Ameen. Ala wa sallu wa sallimu ala man ba'atahu Allahu rahmatil alameen. Haythu minutum bis salati wa salami alayhi faqala azzaman qayl inna Allahu malaykata wa salluna ala nabiyya yuladhin amnu salu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. اللهم فصل وسلم وزد وبارك عليه وعلى آله الأطهار وصحابته الأخيار وعلى كل من اهتدى بهذه واستنى بسنة واقتفى أثره إلى يوم الدين اللهم انصر الإسلام وعز المسلمين وعلي فضلك راية الحق والدين انصر إخواننا المصطعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين كلهم ناصرا ومؤيدا ومعينا حرص بعينك التي لا تنام اغفر المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات وقوموا إلى صلاتكم رحمكم الله وأقم الصلاة